My name is Aditi Raghavan. When I was 16 years old, I created a way to help mitigate the decline of the honeybee population. When I talked to my peers about it, it was just so surprising because I realized that nobody else really knew about this issue either. So I was like, if nobody knows about it, how are we going to put an end to it? Hey there, I'm Danny Washington, and welcome to The Genius Generation, the podcast about young people who are changing our world in big ways. My guest this week is Aditi Raghavan, who, at the age of 16, heard about the scary situation that's facing the world's bees. You might not realize it, but bees are incredibly important to the way we grow our food. We truly couldn't do it without them. And yet, the global population of bees has been decreasing quickly for reasons that are still not fully understood. When Aditi heard this, she decided to do something to help. Her organization, Bee Educated, has been equipping people to create their very own pollinator gardens, AKA safe places for bees to live and thrive. Aditi, it's wonderful to have you on today's episode. How are you? I'm doing all right. Thank you so much for having me on. The honor is all ours. So first off, let's just jump right in. When did you first have an interest in science? Growing up in Washington State, I've always been super aware of the environment, and I've just always had this deep appreciation for it. So growing up, I joined a bunch of sustainability organizations to learn more about environmental science and the ways in which I could help the environment. So I guess I'd say that's where my first spark for science happened. And since then, it's just been a continuous learning journey. So what was the moment that you felt inspired to want to work on a project related to bees? As I mentioned before, I was part of a lot of different sustainability organizations. And so at one of the workshops we hosted, we had a beekeeper come in and talk about the issues he faced with raising bees. So it was there that I learned about colony collapse disorder and how things like pesticides and climate change were essentially forcing bees to either flee or really just disappear. And that's really concerning because they are a huge benefit for both our like agricultural and economic sectors. It was really shocking for me to hear something like that was happening on such a large scale. And so I guess from there, when I talked to my peers about it, it was just so surprising because I realized that nobody else really knew about this issue either. So I was like, if nobody knows about it, how are we going to put an end to it? So let's back up for a second and talk more about bees. Most people think of bees as honey providers. That just seems to be the one service or one thing that bees give to humans, but that is just not true. Can you talk a little bit more about the role that bees play in everyday life? Yeah, absolutely. So bees pollinate 71 of the top 100 food crops. These actually may be things that people don't even think about. Everything from almonds to bok choy to all these different vegetables and fruits. So they're really important for pollinating the crops that we all rely upon. And then the second thing I'd say about that is that in the United States alone, bees bring about $15 billion to economy, which is insane when you think about it. So it's pretty clear to see that they are essential for our food and then also our economy. Gosh, that is amazing. So we definitely need these bees to be safe and healthy. Now, you mentioned this uh, colony collapse disorder. What is that? It's basically a condition that's characterized by the mass departure of all the worker bees from a hive. And this can be prompted by many different conditions, including insecticides, 
parasites and pathogens that include a nasty little bug called a varroa mite. And there's also this virus known as the Israeli acute paralysis virus. Doesn't sound too good. And then there are also a bunch of other conditions that we might be more familiar with. Things like climate change and human mistreatment. These can all essentially lead to the worker bees leaving the hive really without a trace. And so obviously when that happens, the hive can no longer continue working. And it's a really serious condition for beekeepers who have to raise these bees um, to pollinate the crops that we rely upon. And what would happen if we didn't have pollinators? We just ultimately wouldn't have food. I feel like everything would just break down. There would be limited resources. It would probably lead to wars because people don't have food. So you can imagine just like how the world would break down if we just didn't have pollinators. Yeah, that's a scary thought. So it's really important that we make sure and take care of our bees and provide homes for them. And this is what led you to create Be Educated, right? Yes, absolutely. So it started out as a project at school, but ultimately it's evolved into a full-fledged business slash nonprofit. Tell us how you raised the money to even get started. Yeah, so at that time I was not you know, familiar at all with starting or leading my own organization, but one of the things I did realize that we needed was funding. And what we did was we specifically looked for competitions that were oriented towards youth, and we applied to a bunch of those. One of those, for instance, was the T-Mobile and Ashoka Changemaker Challenge. Ashoka is a pretty big, um, a well-known nonprofit, and they do a lot with youth changemakers. So we applied to quite a few of those challenges, and eventually we were able to win about $10,000 in funding from a couple of those grants. So that was really exciting for us. Phenomenal that you could raise that amount of money at such a young age and be able to continue with your initiative that you're so passionate about. So what exactly does Be Educated do? How do you serve the community? So I guess the two biggest things that we do are outreach and research. For our outreach, we run these pollinator garden kit campaigns. And tell me about the different elements of the pollinator kit. What do you get when you receive one? So with the pollinator garden kit, it usually comes with a set of seeds and tools. And these seeds are of pollinator-friendly flowers that are intended to attract native bees. And I do want to stress the importance of native bees because they are a huge part of our local ecosystems and we want to make sure that we're giving them an environment to thrive in. So we usually, depending on what people select, will include those assortment of seeds as well as the tool set. And then when they receive the kit, it will also come with a little flyer that has information about how to go about starting your pollinator garden. And it also has a form that we ask them to fill out once they create their garden. We ask them to fill it out every month so we can collect data about whether or not their garden is working. And so when it comes to creating a pollinator garden, it's also really important to include a shelter and water source. And so this water source could be anything like an abandoned bird bath that has water in it left over from the rain or something. That essentially just gives the bees a place to drink up. And then for the shelter source, bees, certain species are known to nest. So it's really important to maybe drill holes in a piece of wood or something that would just give them some shelter. That's awesome. How old do you have to be in order to build a pollinator garden? You can be any age. I'd say that if you're um, 12 and under, it's good to have an adult with you to manage those tools because they can be a little difficult <laughs> to work with, when, especially when you're young. But if you're in middle school and above, this is totally something that you could start as a project in your backyard in a community garden. You could totally do this with yourself or maybe gather some friends with you. But yeah, any really anybody of any age can start a pollinator garden. Tell me about some of the roadblocks that you may have encountered along this journey in building Be Educated. Mm -hmm. I feel like this doesn't get talked about enough, but I think age is a huge roadblock that a lot of people may not realize. 
when I was talking about looking for funds and grants, a lot of the things that I applied for is just like people were skeptical because they're like, you're still in high school. Why does your idea deserve this? So I guess that's really, you know, why I'm so grateful for organizations like Ashoka for focusing on the youth because they are a huge part of this future. And so I really appreciated that. And that's something that I'd encourage others, even if you think your age might be a roadblock, that very well might be the case, but there are definitely opportunities out there that you will be able to pursue even uh, with being in high school or even middle school. Don't let that, you know, scare you. Just keep that in the back of your mind. Go ahead and pursue what it is that you want to do. One of my good friends, her favorite quote is, youth are 25% of the world's population, but 100% of the future. And you, my friend, are representing all of that. Tell me about the moment that you knew that Be Educated made a difference. It was after we first distributed our first round of pollinator garden kits. The feedback we received was really awesome. We had people saying, oh, I'm going to share this with my grandkids. They love it. This is so great. Thank you for getting them involved with this. And others saying like, oh, I've really been able to transform the space that I've been living in. So that has been really inspiring and it has helped us continue our work. It's given us that encouragement we need. And the other thing I'd say is like working with youth, doing outreach and talking to these younger students who are still learning about the world and the issues we face. Just seeing like their excitement when it comes to science has also really pushed us to continue working with them and reaching out to these students. Just letting them know what kind of opportunities exist out there and what kind of roles that, you know, they can play in their future. I definitely can relate to that. So what's next for you? We're definitely going to continue running these pollinator garden kit campaigns. And I think moving forward, we're hoping to actually run a national one on the national scale. And then the last big thing I say that we're looking to continue working on is our research project. So essentially, we're looking to find other students who are also passionate about technology and biology and all these great science subjects. And we're looking to bring them on and create this research team of youth. And then we're going to work together on this project to help create a device that helps beekeepers better detect the onset of colony collapse disorder. So there's still a lot of questions surrounding that, but that is definitely the direction we want to head in. And it will only be possible with other youth stepping in to join the cause. That's such a great point. Bees are almost like crew members on our planet. And so we need to make sure our crew members are safe and can continue to thrive. And you are playing a huge role in that. So thank you for all the work that you've done. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. This has been a really great opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Genius Generation. If you want to make a pollinator garden of your own, go to Aditi's website, thebeeducated.org. That's T-H-E-B-E educated.org. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to rate and subscribe. The Genius Generation is a podcast created by Seeker and Tracks. The show is hosted by me, Danny Washington. Emily Feld and Eben Hall are our producers. Caroline Roth, Brian Simagala, and Matt Morales are our Seeker producers. Our editor and sound designer is John Pappas. Our executive producers are Brett Kushner, Michelle Smalley, and Brian Pendergast. Our PA is Novani Otero. Thanks for listening. Funding for the Genius Generation comes from the Arthur Vining Davis Foundations, investing in our common future. How do we create change that lasts? True transformation happens by changing the system, not just the situation. It's a bit like the difference between saving a tree and creating a new sustainable way of doing forestry. Ashoka is a global community of thousands of changemakers who are committed to making systemic change and empowering others to do the same. 
We get it. Changing systems sounds intimidating, but there's nothing to fear. Join Ashoka for a three-part learning journey to uncover issues you care about, identify the root causes, and start building a solution. Learn more by visiting changemaking.net or check out the link in the show notes. Support for Tracks comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. This is Tracks from PRX.